it's gonna be awkward. <laughs> I don't get it. You, you do the math. What's up, guys? We are back. Episode two in the zoo. In the zoo for episode two. Uh, that sounds cleaner. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, that's but smoother. The, the first time that you did it sounded really nice, too. Yeah. I think uh, we're getting going. But anyways, dude, how uh, how exciting is this? We've got some guests. Finally have some guests, and uh, we have two for the price of one, so that's fun. We're making good on our promise mad early on, dude. I thought, honestly, that we were going to have to do another sorry. <laughs> just another so sorry, like, guys. It's just the two of us again. Just another intro. Yet. We're just going to explain it a little more in detail, what we're doing. But no, dude. We're... It feels good to deliver finally on our promise, and... Uh, no, there's no doubt. We have we have some of our favorite people uh, in the world, you know, joining us in the studio. We have Mr. An Ho joining us and Mr. Randy Steinke joining us. And the two of them are some of our favorite people in the sport, some of our favorite people in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, An is coming off fresh, an impressive submission an victory impressive first round submission victory uh that we were able to to take part in over the weekend i just want to say real quick i forgot to mention this but uh that's super impressive for the first round we'll get into it more but a first round submission that is there's no other way to tell someone that like i just beat you i just won because yeah, you're, like, you're for, literally forcing them to give up different level before it's yeah i mean like in the first before the going got too tough for him real but we'll get really? into that. Anyways, yeah, dude. Um, what uh, we already introduced two of you, huh? You guys want to say anything? Hello. Hello. I guess. <laughs> I'm so good. Dude, no, no you're good. You're, you're good. awesome, man. This is so much fun. Uh, it's just us too. So it's like nobody's watching. Yeah, like we're not. We're just. You know, we're just hanging us. out, talking. <laughs> we're sharing with like two cameras and like. Production guy, oh. <laughs> it's nothing, dude. Uh, let's get some questions. Yeah, let's dude. get. Let's ask the first question. Uh, the yeah. first question we have for you on is, uh, what what got you into fighting? Why why MMA? What get you or uh, what got you into uh, wanting to even train to begin with? So when I was young, I used to get bullied a lot, and so I I kind of joined this this gym called at the ufc gym in scottsdale oh okay at first it was just for like i just wanted to get in better shape and like learn how to fight and then i just kind of like just start going start going to the gym like every day and um i i just started getting better and better as as it progressed and um i just yeah i just what made you start um because i get i, I used to get bullied a lot that's why where uh where like what kind of bullying? Um, it, it was just I was just like I was just lame kid to be honest. Like, <laughs> I didn't have any friends. Um, I didn't. I wasn't like fit in. I didn't fit into groups very well. I definitely yeah. relate to that a lot. Um, cause that's kind of what got me into training originally was that like I didn't have a group. I played hockey, but I never fully had the actual love for hockey that I know or knew that everyone else had. So for me, it was just like. I'm doing this because I have friends and it's fun. But then when I actually got into training, it's like, oh, shit, I actually love this. And the people I'm friends with now are like in their 30s and 20s. I'm 15 or 16. But, you know, 
it's so much more fun to be able to hang out with those older people. I feel like you get to grow and mature much quicker. Yeah, you get to learn more from the, yeah. the wiser people. Yeah, keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, dude, there's a, there's a lot to be said about about martial arts in general with just the idea of of how much discipline it takes and how much commitment it takes to be in just in the gym every day because it's not as uh it's not as structured as like a team sport is you know especially for a younger person there's not like organized practice like you set your own practice and then you got to be there until you work your way to there's like those team environments but I feel like at first you got to be that self-discipline has to be, has to be there. Making sure that you're in class. Right. What about, uh, what about you, Randy? How'd you get in? Man, I, same thing. I pretty much tell everyone. I was never really good at anything growing up. Like, uh, I got in a lot of trouble fighting. I was always a different kid. I moved mm. up North to Payson for a while. Uh, really? Yeah. With my grandparents. So, you know, I wasn't really accepted up there. Got bullied a little bit. And, uh, uh, I only got in fights, man, but I ended up getting really good at fighting. So it's something I stuck with, but it always seemed like, you know, having an addictive personality before fighting and then you find something that's positive and yeah. it brings good people around you. It's kind of inevitable. You know, you're getting in good shape. You're doing something yeah. that's positive. You're addicted. There's no end game. You can always get better at it. Yeah. That's Not a lifetime shit. student. Yeah, oh, dude, that's such a huge thing. Having no end game with what you do every day or like, with what your purpose is in life, I think is such an important thing because when when you have an, an end game and then you reach your end game or you don't reach your end game, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. Like yeah. after that. You yeah, know, well, you kind of feel like uh well, I think we all want a place in the world. We're all trying for to sure. search for what where we belong and what we do. And I feel like a lot of us stick with the sport because we kind of found a place we belong and it feels yeah. right and the people that came right. with it feel right. You know what I mean? I think uh, I think a lot of people tell you that same story. To be honest, yeah, you know, everyone's got that straight out of college wrestling cookie cutter thing. Yeah, can, right. You know, but that's that's great too. They made the choice, but I think a lot of us are like, well, it's the same thing for them though. They they miss the competitiveness. Exactly. Right, so right. now they found something besides wrestling they can put in with wrestling that is right. completely different from wrestling. Exactly. You know? yeah. So I think it's a it's pretty it's a pretty beautiful thing. For sure. Yeah. Did you start training up in patient or where did you start no, training? I started you boxing a as a young kid, as a, as like a you know twelve year old kid. One like the pugilist Golden Gloves as a kid. Oh shit! Okay. But then uh, you know I got in a lot of trouble. Did a lot of time in juvie. Really. And uh, when I got out, you know I, you know had a kid really young, and I saw in, a, in the paper they were doing you know Gustavo Dantes. Everyone knows okay. that's his name. He came up there and did a, a seminar, and I fell in love with it. And that's all it took, I think, for, you know, until I moved down here. I've jumped yeah. down here three, four times a week. Really? Oh, yeah. man, until, I got, until I got a purple belt, yeah, and just kept that's training. That's crazy. And then I eventually moved down here, and yeah. That, that was, you know, that was with the kid and with the job. So, you know, it's you know it's hard to hear people's excuses sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, that's a different 100%. story. That's a different conversation. For sure. Yeah, for sure. On where uh, you're not originally from the States, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Vietnam. Nice. Uh, I moved here when I was like ten. My uh, at first, my grandpa came over here, and then he sponsored my a uh, couple of my auntie and my um, my uncles over here. And then it was my dad's turn. And um, for like ten years, I I lived in Vietnam with my mom. Mm -hmm. And then my dad finally found like a a decent job where he saved up like ten thousand dollars, and then he kind of sponsored me and my mom over here. 
That's awesome. Wow, that's cool. Super cool. That was really cool. That's super there, cool. I didn't know that. Are there Story a lot of people uh, from Vietnam over here like that are doing that sort of oh, a thing? Um, I don't think so, dude. Like where I was from, like it's pretty, like it's, I don't know. It's just meant. I feel like it's meant to be. Not many people are, like wow. get to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. That's really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, it's like you're meant to be. You're truly doing like what you're meant to be doing. It seems like all the just like that. yeah that's really that's cool. super cool chill. yeah Did that's you? crazy yeah yeah it's like, that's chill. such a cool story like we could already make a documentary about you fuck dude that's had sick it, like, what uh that's crazy. so yeah you didn't learn you didn't know english as you when you came know, over i didn't know english at all dude i, I just I, they just kind of threw me in school and you came oh, to arizona wow. first yeah um yes the plane actually landed in la and then i came over here nice. and then um like I just got my citizenship and stuff done. And then my mom and dad kind of just threw me in school. Like, I started out in the fifth grade without knowing any English. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Damn. Dude. So you figured out on the fly. Yeah, dude. Like, every day in class, I, I remember going to school. Like, every day I would go in class. And they would have, like, a substitute teacher that would pull me out of class and do, like, a one-on-one um, training with me. Like, teaching me how to, like, say apple on a card you know <laughs> that's like, crazy or something. and you did it i learned it in less than two years like wow dude if that's, that's impressive if that's not a testament though to your work ethic just right out right because i know a lot of people probably would be like nah fuck that i think I'll it's just... a testament of a thing some being things being god given and then for something, sure yeah it's how you forge it in my opinion mm-hmm. like some of us can be sponges and you can i think you take some things in any direction but like what makes you want do those things right there's a love of training so yeah your why is so powerful right you probably could be a really good lawyer right you could do anything but it's like what drives you right you gotta know those things yeah almost don't find out those things until it's too late sometimes right yeah that's the thing you almost start finding things out too late you have good mentors in the sport yeah mixed martial arts and, and people who can either steer you away from the bad things that happen to them right or make sure they they point out good opportunities they see Mm-hmm. those hard conversations yeah and being real honest too i feel like is a is a such an important piece of fighting that is is a like a very necessary thing that i think a lot of regular people in regular situations get away with not being as honest for sure but you know like when you're talking about locking a cage and fighting with someone like you got to be real honest about, what, pretty yeah, quick, about yeah. what you can do <laughs> and about what you think he can do right um but yeah yeah not to jump around too much but uh speaking of mentors a bit you guys obviously have a really close relationship as like a coach fighter um and we really are kind of in that era too to where that's so important and so well appreciated like with uh i remember the first relationship i remember seeing it was like uh tj and Dwayne, and then everyone was like we need to find our one coach that's like super tight What's that like for you? How important is Randy to you as a mentor, like, coach, friend? I feel like it's super important to have a mentor like Randy. Like, I if I if I could, dude, I could I, I could dedicate like almost everything that I have ever accomplished in the sport to Randy. He's like wow. such a I think of him like a my one of my guardian angels. Like, and Damn, that's awesome. Like, I feel like I was supposed to meet Randy and Randy was supposed to train me. We're supposed to win over the world. We're supposed to take over the 
Oh, that's what I feel. It definitely yeah, seems yeah. that way. Yeah, and you guys Fuck have yeah. such that good chemistry yeah, and that, that good uh, trust. Po- yeah, the yeah, trust and that positive uh, yeah. we can do anything together. Let's just fucking do it. Like, excuses out the door. Let's come you to training a lot in boxing, though, back in the day. Like, you know, like a Freddie Roach. And yeah, a, yeah, yeah, and, 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 yeah. And, and, uh, Pacquiao, yeah, know, and Mayweather had his his you know change coaches with his uncle and his dad, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's important. I think in MMA you can have that much more than one person too. Yeah, I think uh, I think those people just have to all be open to it. You know sure, sure, sure. But that is one thing that I think John Jones is, is so good for. He's got more than just one person in his right. trust, and those people all trust each other too. Right. So that's an important factor to have, man. When you guys all are echoing the same voice. Right, it's yeah. like it takes a while with a bunch of different though. staff. Yeah, you know, like everyone's sure. got their own role, and they can yeah, and not step sure. in each other's. Uh, and I learned a lot after the Henry Cejudo camp too. Like that was a, yeah, I learned a lot, taught a lot, coached a lot, but I also learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. What, what was I it mean, like? You're a big part of that that whole camp. I mean, what was that all like? Yeah, I mean, different than anything I've ever experienced. You know, and and that's one thing that also made me realize this is important because a team atmosphere is great. You got to have a you got to have a team. Right. Um, you got to have a team. You got to have, and that team could be different. That team could be 25 people. That team could be five people, whatever that is, whatever sure. that is to you. But as long as you're doing it the right way, right? And For you're, sure. You're doing it the right way and you're making sure that everyone's getting their time and every, and everyone's doing it together. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to have, you got to have someone that you look up to, man. I feel like, you know what I mean? You got to have someone you look up to. You got to look, so, look up, you have someone that you're kind of, Fear in the gym, you know, a little bit. For sure, yeah. To go with, but you know it's going to make you better. Guys, you know that you can kind of work some new things with. But those are all relationships you gain in the gym, man. And I learned a lot of that throughout the Henry Studio camp. Yeah, I'm, what a really an impressive story he is. And, like, what he continues to do. Like, every time he comes into the cage, he is just a better, more well-rounded, quicker guy. And it's the stuff that I think a lot of the guys at Fight Ready are, are we're starting to see like the results of all these wins. Yeah. I mean, the f- team Fight Ready was three and zero on Saturday night. Evening, yeah, mm-hmm. all it was first round two, two, yeah. all first round, all first first round, round finishes. Yeah. It's insane. With tough opponents too. It wasn't like yeah. anyone went over laid over. Right. It wasn't easy fights, man. So. No, I mean it was it was it was all really impressive stuff. So I think having having camaraderie and team elements are are such a cool piece to be able to grow and have those those solid foundations. Yeah, and I think uh, the perfect next question is is talking about Paragon striking a little bit because you uh, you you created Paragon, right? That's your kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, me and the, and uh, John Long over at the gym, we really sat down and, and put some some pencil down on some curriculum. You know, um, he's a perfect testament of it. Yeah, he is. You know, it's. Uh, it could it can it's teaching you balance and options and 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 combinations the the thing for me is is we have all this information there's so many in fighting especially striking there's so many different variables when it comes right. to distance angles right uh orthodox close stance open stance so i feel like we kind of this system can give you a, a good Rolodex in your head right. to know where you can put things and have things. So you see your weaknesses better. Right. You see the things you're good at better. And you also have good drills that we've either taught you or we've made up through the system that, or you've created just because you've been doing the system. Like, cause it, you know, it just makes you smarter, more of aware of a, yeah. uh, of a striker. 
I agree because like the little bit of it that I, uh, that we've had the pleasure of training with it, it, it's super helpful because I feel like every time I used to train with a different striking coach, it was always like that way doesn't work. This is how mm. you have to strike. This is how you have For to strike sure. versus when I went with Paragon, it was like, this is how you are let's change this to be more like this. And this is how it works better for that versus I feel like that's really rare mm -hmm. at a lot of gyms because it's like, no, this is our curriculum. This is how we yeah. do it. We're going to have, we're going to have boxed in, uh, you know, uh, in the pocket combination. Yeah. We're going to have long range distance because those things are all real, yeah. right? Yeah. Those are all real things in the pocket out kicking range. We all have to do those things, but which one are you better at? Which right. one do you want to get to and live in? Right. Yeah. I'm going to teach you how to punch in the pocket, right? right? But you're six foot two, four, six, six foot four. There yeah. we go. So, but you're, so you're better on yeah. the outside, but I'm going to teach you both. Right. You yeah. Well, that was the both. thing is I, they always were like, oh yeah, you're tall. Just be tall. And then, you know, the minute mm -hmm. I was like actually sparring and I was yes. in the pocket with someone, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. And then I'm getting rocked in the body. You and can then, understand both sides. Of yeah. It was, and have drills to get better at both. Right? Yeah. It feels a lot like music like a like a like scales in a sense to where mm. you're like really organizing uh things that are hard to organize yeah like like all all the different ways to strike or different places or times to strike mm -hmm. if when with the paragon system it feels like a like a lot of scales like we're, we're learning the scales yeah. on what to do and so then we Keeping can jump in, rhythm. in yeah. yeah exactly wherever uh in good a call. combination yeah, yeah, you know it's like an amityville horror you just have to watch the whole season you can watch a new episode and yeah. always jump in and get better at that one part i know it's yeah. a weird connection right yeah. but it's, yeah it's not an ongoing show which it is it yeah is. but if you jump into you're going to learn something that day and exactly take it from, right that's how i've heard that from a couple of students it's huge and it even be, yeah i mean that's but that that's such a testament to the coaching and the, and the whole curriculum itself because mm -hmm. like the idea of of what we're doing is very like very skillful and 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 solid and you got to practice to get to the point to where you could do that like you mm -hmm. can just randomly show up For one sure. day right and the verbiage is important too. that's huge because yeah. we can all yeah. we can all be doing the like, same thing i still am i mean i've been sporadically training for a year and a half and verbiage is still it's the hardest part yeah because we're just putting physical movements to actual knowledge and if you can put a term to it yeah. whether or not i say it or someone has to say it you connect to something versus just that one thing exactly yeah, exactly thing no Shortcut. put a name to it call it refrigerator combo whatever yeah, you want to call it when you fun. think refrigerator combo that shit's gonna be ready i mean that's a real thing that's how we all work yeah, yeah. fighters work when we're in the motion whether it's a name or it's a we kept brought us back to a time it happened and you know what i mean yeah it's, it's it works it's, that way well because like yeah yeah mark henry uh out in uh the east coast with uh yeah, frankie edgar years. right yeah, he, yeah. he's like that's where they have all their their own mm -hmm. pretty much dictionary oh, of yeah. words yeah. Of combos when i was over and... at the lab you know i trained with vincent a lot he was you know he's big into basketball so you know a three two you know a, a three two they call it a magic johnson they call it johnson mm. oh magic that's johnson, cool 32. okay when they wanted a two three they called it jordan michael jordan jordan oh that's so tied all these basketball players jersey numbers into combinations you know wow. that's like, brilliant it was like penny hardaway it was like you know penny jordan you know one it, it's funny yeah, you hear it right yeah, but yeah. that helped and that's what yeah that's what he needed right yeah that's, that's really cool, cool. that's sweet well uh yeah, then, well, the next question was then, um, 
you help a lot coach the Paragon. So when you're running Class BC, you kind of help in show stuff. Uh, how much does that help you as a fighter? And then also, too, that's a question for you. How no, does it help sure. you? Um, I feel like it, it helps me a lot as a fighter because we have a lot of, uh, like, beginners that come into the class and they take class. And then um, it, it's just, like, just based on what you know that you teach them, then they go and do it. And then whenever they make mistakes, you kind of see it. And then you, you kind of know more of, like, the details right. of what's being done right and what's being done wrong. You can just pass it to the next person and then have them do it, and they, they're going to do something wrong. And you're going to learn a new mm, thing about yeah. that technique. Right. So you always get to watch You're taking it. all this yeah. in the whole time. You're like, well, I'm going to make sure I'm not. Yeah. 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 So how, much, how much does that make sure that, like, you're like, oh, dude, well, I, I remember that. You know, Weber right. was kept fucking up on the yeah, rope flip or something. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. I know that I got to do this with my hip because yeah. I told them to do this with their hip. Yeah, right? exactly. You're just watching. But it just, it, not everyone can do that. Though. It no. takes a, yeah. It, it, it takes a good eye for sure. You have to understand the movements. T picked it up faster than I did. Here I am 15 years later, you know, <laughs> done fighting and coaching. Now I'm seeing all the little pages in between the lines. But I think I'm, you know, doing a decent job getting that information to him so for sure seeing it yeah and then doing whatever he can with it because he's so creative himself man that's what's making him so successful you could just give people the, the overall tools yeah, yeah he's yeah. the one who becomes a target obsessed over it you know i just give him right. something and I, two days later i had the one thing I, i'll never forget this too. we you know we learned something about how to pick our toes up off the mat like we take our shoes off <laughs> and you put your feet on the mat right and you have to lift all your toes up you can only touch your pinky toes and oh your next my. toes and your next toes. and your, Like that was, then you had to go big toe, next one, right? I see How this kid in the corner hell? every day just practicing it. And then like, go coach, coach. He's like, look. And he's like, pinky toe. He's like, you become target obsessed. So I know that I can give him tasks or give him something and he's going to go That's ahead and sweet. become obsessed with it, right? That's what all coaches want. Yeah, we want to be able to did. give this guy something and we want to look at him and be like, that makes sense? Got it? Good? And they go, yeah. And you go, okay, I hope so. Right, and you yeah, leave, yeah, and you yeah. tell them to do something. You hope they do. You can, you know, you yeah. start to realize the people that do and the people that don't. For sure. That's everything is yeah. coaching. Like, yeah, yeah. And then when they start to do it, and it's when, like, yeah, oh, they're doing it. Yeah, that's a cool part. Dude. Yeah, that's sweet. I mean, you're you're really the perfect uh, the candidate for for a coach. I mean, just with your work ethic and that and that spongeability, like we we're talking about earlier. So it is really special to uh, to be able to have all those things. That's probably like the biggest thing, the biggest compliment you could ever get as an athlete is being a very coachable uh, athlete. Yeah, I, yeah, think. I would know, agree. Like, it, there are times like going throughout my hockey career where where people would not necessarily say that I was very good, you know, but uh, I'm just kidding. Some people did, but <laughs> they would say that like I was coachable. And so like that was always... Uh, meant way more to me than anything else that people would say because it just means that like i listen and it means that like i really want to be there right. people who are people who are coachable want to be there and they want to be getting better and do all the stuff that they say that they're gonna do you know so that's that's super huge best testament of uh to being an athlete i think yeah for is sure. being coachable yeah, who are your some of your uh, who are some of your biggest uh, influences in your fight career? Watching, do you have any favorite uh, fighters or who uh, do you I look think, up to? I think one of my favorite fighter right now to watch and study and trying to be like is this guy right here. 
<laughs> no, I'll give him someone still fighting. Oh yeah, you get God. me in the gym every day. Like, yeah. are you are you still fighting? Uh no, no, not right now, man. I don't know. Uh, no, I just say no. You you prefer coaching a lot more? Yeah, I have I I, I enjoy training in the gym. And, you know, well, you're you're so good. You're so good at coaching because you're just so good at uh, connecting with people. I mean, from the first day, you made us feel like we were training there for years, yeah. and I was worried. And I about enjoy that. that part of it now, man. I feel like maybe if I didn't have on to focus on so much, maybe I'd be in fighting. But now uh, I've got pretty much it's like a a younger, better version of me of someone <laughs> who's willing to listen and do yeah. all the things, you know. Yeah, because you guys can literally take on the world together, so it's super cool. And if he wants Shit, me to fight, yeah, if he's dude. like, "Hey, coach, I want to see you fight," but that just means I have to take a little bit of time away from him. Yeah, no, man, I would take too much. I just, as I think about it, yeah. you know what I mean. For me to want to take away eight weeks away from mm. training with him or, or or any of the guys, Bruno that we have training, and you know when Henry gets back, like yeah, no man, that means that I'm gonna miss out on becoming a better coach. Mm. Anyone wants to fight me in the gym, you come Shay and one on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, give you that. I'll give you that smoke. smoke. They want the smoke. I'll give it to them. No, I'm not. Gonna, I don't think I'm gonna compete anymore, man. I might see me in some jujitsu tournaments, but okay. I'm super obsessed with coaching right now, man. I'm really like yeah. That's a good That's place cool. to be, yeah. dude. Any yeah. anytime that you can be obsessed with what you're doing, I think yeah. you're doing the right thing. Target 100%. obsessed. Yeah, target obsessed. It's, I have a goal. Huge. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, do you have anybody like growing up that you watched? Yeah, what fighters? Yeah, what fighters? Um, I think I, I I don't know why, but I I have always like being like interested in like creative fighters that. Oh, mm. spinning kicks, yeah, or like some flashy yeah, stuff. Yeah. He likes TJ. Don't let him. I like. You. I, like, okay. I like flashy stuff. I mean, I like TJ. You can say TJ. Dude. I like. Say TJ. Uh, I like John Jones. I like Anderson Silva. Yeah. Okay. And I think one of my recent favorite fighters is Israel. Style yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that dude is a killer. He's, he's killing real it. Real dope, dude. Yeah. He throws a lot of spinning shit. God, I can't believe he's gonna fight Whitaker, man. It's gonna be good. That's gonna be a good fight. That's gonna be a really good that. fight. I don't know. I'll give you a decision. Maybe a week out or something. Okay. It's too early. Depends on, That's a card that on Bruno's Whitaker's be hands. On. I'll be cornering, oh, really? I'll be cornering that card. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be insane. Where's that at? Australia. Oh, okay. And Whitaker's. They land down on the... Oh, yeah, that's right. Off yeah. Whitaker. Fuck. That's sweet. Damn, dude. Well, um, you had a question before Z-Hut, right? You had a question beforehand. Yeah, producer uh, question. Yeah. Yeah, you sure, can dude. turn that around. Turn it around. Don't bump the camera. You were in UFC 238. Uh, you were cornering for that. Uh, what's Tony Ferguson like in real life? And is he just like he is off camera as he is on camera? Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't get a ch chance to meet him at that show, actually. Um, like I told you earlier, I, I met him at um, at the UFC PI Center, and he was doing some oh, – yeah some silly bag work and and i loved it though it's some same shit i'd be doing but i i can't knock anyone you know who has creativity yeah and the statement i always say people who 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 knock on other people's uh creativities lack imagination yeah so, like don't sit over here and say things about especially when it's working uh, yeah 100 percent. of course so we can all be better in certain areas and certain striking coaches i'm sure have said certain things because those are the ones who would probably right say the most right but yeah he's a He's a he's like me. He's a little centric. He'll kind of go one conversation to the next pretty fast. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I like I like everything about that guy. He's pretty cool. He's a, he's a good character yeah. for the sport, I think, dude. It took me a minute to warm up to the idea yeah. of just how 
nuts. You know, he he came off to me at first, but <laughs> but then honestly, I I I came to appreciate it as it went on. It didn't seem as nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because because it seems like there's a, such a genuine uh, curiosity for the way he goes about the sport. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I think yeah. that's what comes out in his in his uh, you know weird. He's been doing it for a long time too. Yeah, I mean he's he's been in the game for how long? No, I think he has like sixteen plus fights or twenty plus fights. It's like Alex yeah. Caceres too. That guy's been a lot of fights. Damn. Yeah, they've been going for a minute. So as a coach, or do you? Uh, is it like your goal to expand and grow your team, or do you prefer to have a more small team that you focus on, just like say like three or four guys? Or I know you kind of mentioned earlier with the five and twenty-five team. What is kind of more the preference? Yeah, you know, man. Um, I think it all comes down to what your manpower is like. I think. Okay. How many guys? What's your manpower? Do you have tons of coaches? Do you not? Um, me in my position, I I just prefer to have four guys that I'm mainly focused with. Okay. Whether or not they have wrestling coaches and and stuff, I you know I'm not trying to teach these guys everything. You right, right. You know, I'll show him the things I know, but if I have other guys and I see some things, I'll point it out. But I'm not trying to pull in and run a wrestling practice. Sure, sure. If we have you know coaches that way, um, but I'd like the smaller group. I think it proved in Henry Cejudo's camps, man. Yeah. I wasn't all about that before. You would ask me this a year ago, I would have been the exact opposite. Really? I would have told you all about the team, more the merrier, and what you can work for some guys. And let sure. me say that too. It's, uh, I think, um, I don't think it's about the coach. I think it's about the fighter. Okay. I think uh, that some guys need that team. That team yeah, that makes that. sense. Some guys need the attention. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of those guys miss the attention when there's a big name camp. Yeah. But, uh, and when I watch Henry do that for four fights, like, man, you it's can't doubt argue. What exactly. You can't argue what, how better he got when there was just four coaches and three training partners for him. And we come in every day, like, focus was him and him, his next opponent, not 25 people that I got to focus on. Yeah, and now we got to figure whatever. out whose idea is better mm-hmm. and, yeah, you know, sure. have all these meetings yeah. to, yeah. But then what happened with success, more people want to and you don't want to deny that right? exactly you know so then you start building the manpower but then the same water down effect starts to happen mm. so i think it takes coaches a little while to go through that and go through the team yeah. thing and then you realize that it still comes back around to you and your core group because even in the team yeah. it's, there's 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 your core friends or the sure, core coaches sure. the coaches have their people whether they're not going to put the names on paper or exactly. not inside their heart that exists yeah and it usually exists more on the people that are making the more paycheck sure right yeah. So, so that that's another variable to think about. Yeah. Um, what uh, what what are all the training partners like for you working with everybody in the gym? Like oh, how man. how big is how big is your your team of guys that you train with? I was gonna ask a similar we have, question. We have a bunch of guys in our team. We got um, Bruno Silva. He he's in the UFC. We got Henry Cejudo in the UFC. We got um, Jordan Johnson fighting in NFL. Mm. We got your car. Okay. We got Bobby, the Wolfman. We got Henry Corrales. Just train yeah, it's a stat. Yeah. Murders, dude. Good, Murders. I mean, just, and the cool thing is, they're not just great fighters, and they're good people. They're, good. Mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're the coolest. And there's, there's not a lot of ego, man. That's cool. 
That's the one thing that we can feel like as we go into the gym. And one of the things that has like made us want to start doing this show, like we would, if, if, if fight ready wasn't such a great gym, we would have no probably desire to want to do this show. Right. You know, like it's, it's because of, of the people in there that really showed like, uh, the side of how MMA should be. You know what I mean? As far as like not really having the egos and, and working together as a team to build uh, the foundation into something that's really special. And, you know, that's something that that MMA, I think, has a leg up on a lot of the people. And but definitely something that made us stick around at Fight Ready for, well, for us. The same thing to Yeah. Me. Yeah. They need to put that out there. Leave the ego at the door. Yeah, exactly. It's a little side of the front. People kind of just do it though, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all we have for you guys today. I know you got to get out of here because uh, you got class to teach. Yeah. So you, minutes, yeah, sure. and we 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 probably got to be catching Monday, class. Productive day today. It is. Um, um, well, we can't thank you guys enough for coming, yeah. especially as our first guest. We were super excited, oh, yeah. and uh, a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna have the second the second half of this. Uh, we don't really know exactly how we're gonna how we're gonna. <laughs> parlay it into the interview but the second half of this is um uh the training session so we'll do that like later in the week and cool. we'll talk about that maybe later, midday but. yeah nice. but yeah show us your signature moves yes that is yes sir all right guys all right guys thank yeah, you again thank you and uh hang on play MMA. play us out play the fucking outro Oh, oh, we should give them their handles too, though. Should oh, shout shit. them out. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, we'll get that next time. No, we'll do it. We'll have it go in after after this is done. <laughs> we we forgot to do handles on Instagram. Randy, on on. Let's get yours first. What's your uh, Instagram handle? My Instagram is um at Chino of zero o zero o o. <laughs> well, we'll also memorized. we'll also shout it yeah, out for you we'll, too yeah, on our we'll, page we'll put it on the page randy what's yours mine's, uh mine's more grown up mine's, uh, <laughs> mine's randy stanky mma well, uh, or, or go follow paragon striking system easy right we'll tag all we'll tag it all in the in the post yeah cool all right thank you nice dude sweet It's gonna be awkward. <laughs>